you know, there's relationship orientation of our business and it's a very relationship based business, which is a good thing, but there's also a growing trend to be very performance based. And in order to be performance based service credibility, you need distribution centers, you need procurement systems that are very efficient. Yeah. So I don't know. I, uh, many of us, as we order from that big A, the one <laughs> that's not really in our industry, but when yeah. we order from that organization, you know, it's some of us expect a nine in the morning order to be delivered by three in the afternoon. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty high standard. And I think if we see that in our everyday consumer life, it's only natural that that comes into our, our business lives as well. What will you do to unlock innovation? In today's fast-paced world, innovation might not be enough. Tomorrow's pioneers of change will need to be agile, able to adapt, and committed like never before. Your host, Santa Vending, invites you to listen in and join business leaders from around the world as they share their visions for success in our future business challenges. Welcome to Mind Innovation. I'm your host, Sana Vending, and today I'm joined by Chris Beeson, and together we will be exploring the world of the electronics industry. We'll be discussing innovation, challenges, and trends. Chris Beeson is the president for electronics and global strategic suppliers at the RS Group, and previously he spent 15 years at DigiKey, culminating in the role of executive vice president sales, supplier management, and business development. His extensive experience of the global distribution market also include roles as Avnet, Master Electronics, and Future Electronics. So welcome, Chris. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to compare notes with you today. <laughs> yeah, let's 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 get ahead. So, um, as always, I'm so excited about you know the the topic. I love innovation. I love the electronic industry. So, I want to talk about a little bit about the trends. So, from you know what you see, what what is the most significant trends right now affecting the electronics industry? Well, there's uh, there's a number of moving parts, which is uh, which keeps it interesting for all of us. You know, after a very robust last couple of years, the industry is maybe normalizing. So, so with that, the question is, what is the trend related to how one adapts to, to what could be volatility? So some of the big topics right now, and it's interesting because they've been topics for the last couple of years, but supply chain management, but before the conversation was all about scarcity, now it's flipped on the yeah. other side of the coin related to the management of supply chain, the management of flow of inventory. You know, before the term risk wasn't really embedded because there was so much scarcity. But now I think a lot of companies are navigating through, uh, through that equation. I, I believe what what's occurred, and you know, I, I have the good fortune of sitting on uh, a committee with ECIA, organization in North America that uh, talks about a lot of different topics because they're important not just to distributors but to the manufacturers, manufacturers reps, then ultimately to the customers. But what's been interesting is just at the supplier level is just some of the conversations related to how we engage each other. Yeah. You know, it could, it, it's, it, it may be somewhat mundane, but in our terms and condition and our contracts, you know, do, do things change suddenly 
much like when you wake up on a Monday morning and you go to the local gas station and the gas price went up 20%, <laughs> you know, well, is that, is that something that we can navigate through and manage through? And there's been more of those topics, I think, over time uh, because of the volatility that we've gone through. A lot of topics uh, out there, as I mentioned. This uh, reshoring topic is uh, near and dear to us, especially in North America. Mm-hmm. I reside in Phoenix. Uh, all you have to do is drive around town and you can see Taiwan Semiconductor being part of the CHIPS Act. Massive uh, undertaking related to building that facility south of town, Intel and, and Chandler, large investment. So I think we're seeing, and that's a small aspect of what we're seeing related to a reconsideration yeah. of supply chain, a reconsideration of, I would say, maybe trying to control your variables to a greater extent. I think we're very comfortable with being trying to be very efficient, but you're also, in essence, outsourcing a lot of responsibility. Yeah. But now, how do you how do you take greater control of some of those responsibilities? So we'll see what the year brings. I know for my company, we're just finishing our fiscal year this month. So uh, we're we, we get uh, we get an April 1st. I don't know if you should ever start on start on April Fool's Day of new fiscal year. But <laughs> yeah, that's what if that's a good enough. But we're not alone in that. But, uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. We'll probably see more of a modest uh growth expectation yeah um and so that's that's in the electronic sector and of course i can talk about the industrial sector a little bit as well because we're we happen to be a company that is a combination of both industrial and electronics we believe they complement each other but in the spirit of industrial in the spirit of automation it, it really plays into this whole consideration as far as how we run factories yeah we all we all know about the people shortages and so that's the spirit of you need people you need good people you need trained people but how much automation can you factor into your uh, factories and, and and your overall supply chain aspect as well so that's very robust and and we see that side of the business being uh, very strong this year yeah. But what about um, the, the automation, right? If we talk about the distribution and, and we talked about this previously that we had a pre-call um, yeah. about that Amazon, right, is, is like setting the, the bar, have been setting the bar of how you do the whole distributions and the warehouses and automation. How, how has that um, influenced, you know, on the, within the electronics industry? Well, I think it's, um, I think commerce in general is being challenged by, large entities like Amazon could be Alibaba, but you're, you're looking at a performance standard that is very high. Yeah. And a wise man told me one years ago, you know, there's relationship orientation of our business and it's a very relationship based business, which is a good thing, but there's also a growing trend to be very performance based. And in order to be performance based service credibility, you need, distribution centers you need procurement systems that are very efficient yeah so i don't know i uh many of us as we order from that big a the one <laughs> that's not really in our industry but when yeah. we order from that organization you know it's some of us expect a 
nine in the morning order to be delivered by three in the afternoon. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty high standard. And I think if we see that in our everyday consumer life, it's only natural that that comes into our, our business lives as well. Yeah. And so there are some organizations that are equipped and, and really targeted to adhere to that. And then there's other organizations that have a little more of a supply chain orientation, you know, more of a, uh, you know, annual usage type of orientation that was also part of it. But whether it's annual or whether it's I need it today or early tomorrow, it does increase the, uh, the really the requirements that you have related to be very efficient. Yeah. So the, the expectation, and I can see it just, you know, with my kids, right? If we order something online and not from the big distributors, but from the big A yeah. or somewhere else, actually. And they're like, oh, then the next day they're like, why is it not here? And I'm like, because it was not from the big A. <laughs> we ordered it, right? It, 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 takes, it takes some yeah. time. Um, what about the how you communicate or the self-service if you look at this I think there's some, some big companies and I know we're going a little bit outside of the electronics right now but again you know how is the, the, the B2C you know how we interact when we buy something online or the self-service right you can go into your order you can return it you can, you know you don't need to talk to a, to a person sometimes you, you really want to but sometimes you don't the whole self-service uh, as, aspect of it um, how does that affect the, the electronics industry and, and distribution? Well, I happen to be in the market for an automobile right now. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of that B2C orientation. Yeah. Candidly, I don't necessarily want to go to the dealer. No. I, I want to research. I want to, you know, everything but test drive. You know, yeah. if, if, I, if I could do that virtually, I would do that too. You know, if I could do that from sitting in my office, but... <laughs> But that being said, I, it, it speaks to the, I think where commerce is going once again and where we're, what we're thinking. And I think all of that coupled with instant gratification. I yeah. mean, I want, when I want to research at whatever time of the day or night, I yeah. can do that. So I'm, I'm not, you know, uh, dependent on a traditional selling process. There's a big need for traditional selling process. There's a big need for a relationship orientation from yeah. you know, business to business and even consumer, to, um, you know, business to consumer. But that being said, we all see those patterns changing over time and, and really the comfort level to self-serve. I think the better the tools become, the more intuitive they are. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to figure out a website. It should be no. very intuitive. So whether I've been there a thousand times or I'm visiting for the first time, yeah, I should have, it should be, a, a, you know, we live in a technical world as well, but it should be in very layman's terms in a sense of, of how one navigates. And so a lot of companies are spending a lot of time and energy related to the voice of the customer and aligning to really all the attributes that are required in order to be proficient in those areas. Yeah. 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 No, the whole, yeah. When you were shopping for a car, I was there a few years ago. It takes, it takes time. 
because you, don't, you don't want it. Yeah. I, it's so painful. <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, <laughs> uh, so. uh, yeah. I, I remember many years ago, right, when you were going in and had to negotiate, and they were like, let me to the sales guy, right? And they're like, walking out in the back and just taking a cup of coffee and saying, you know, my manager is saying this, right? You're just like, come on, right? <laughs> well, well, things are changing. I mean, I was on a business trip last week. Yeah. And, you know, we, I, I had some European visitors and we landed at the airport and we're comparing notes. And did we get a rental car? No. And you know what? That's not a problem. So, no. you know, you Uber this or take yeah. a lift or, yeah. you know, there's just different ways to, you know, navigate in a sense, not yeah. literally, but they're just different ways of working uh, today than what there were, you know, just a few years ago. And, yeah. and so I think, and, and that's, that's on a fast track. And, and that will continue to evolve as we get, uh, you know, better tools and more confidence in that methodology. Yeah, no, I agree on that one. Um, I, I want to roll back a little bit to talk about you, you know, the organization of, of where you've been and where you are right now. You know, how, how do you make sure that your team or the organization actually stays, you know, forefront of, of innovation or, and then as well, you know, stay ahead of the, of the competition? What's, what stands out? You know, I, I just think there's not a magic formula to that. I think it's a series of engagements. I think you have to be very in tune with current events. I think you have to be very in tune with, uh, candidly, all aspects of, you, you, you could start at this uh, schooling level, high school level, college level. Are you in tune with, generational aspects. I, I just think you, you really have to be in tune with ways of working and, and what the carabouts are. Also, you know, we happen to be a global company, so there's always consideration as to uh, aspects to the world and, and, and how things are done or not done. And so we're spending a lot of time on that. And then we're, we're engaging in things that they mean a lot to our organization and it, it kind of ties into the culture, but it's in the spirit of innovation. And sometimes the innovation is a step backwards. Yeah. And what I mean by that, we, we have a, a charitable aspect. It's called the washing machine project. And it's actually a mechanical washing machine. And it's interesting because we sourced a lot of the products that are going into it, but yeah. it's meant for, you would think of third world countries, but we actually have a couple of installs in North America related to homeless and, and people that need a portable washing mechanism machine. And, and, and so going backwards in a mechanical non-electronic type of event kind of reinforces the spirit of, well, how could we, that's innovation. Yeah. But we think about innovation usually moving forward and, you know, the latest technology and AI and all these types of things. So we're, we're looking at innovation really almost in, if we had our 3D glasses on, I think we're trying to look at it through a lot of different lenses Yeah, and make sure that we are just, we have a pulse on that and we're participant and yeah, it's not a self-serving commercial related to RS, but we, we have an innovation center, for instance. Yeah. And, and I, I think, yeah. Station, yeah. yeah. Texas A&M. Yeah. And so, you know, that, 
it's not just for Texas A&M, but because it ties into incubation, it ties into a lot of different things that we're doing. Yeah. But as you can see, it's a long list of topics that we, that we get into just to make sure that we're in tune with the spirit of the movement of industry. Yeah. And I like that as a great point when you're saying that innovation don't need to be going forward in that way, because you're actually solving something right in the world. Um, with, with this washing machine. So um, that's, yeah. that's, that's great to see. And I think that could open up as well your mind when you are sitting <clears throat> and, and, and looking at your different initiatives, right? Or your projects, right? That, that it could actually go into other verticals um, if you think. So maybe it's the, the approach and the thinking that's the innovative part of it. Sometimes simplicity works. Yeah. Right? I think sometimes we, we try to overly complicate topics. and, and Yeah. Sometimes maybe maybe we should start with simplicity and then yeah. uh, apply that to uh, what we're trying to get done. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that that's you know just one example of some of the innovation topics. I, you know, I could go on. We have a division called OK Do with single board computers. We created a board called The Rock. You know, some people in Europe today they're at Embedded World and they're getting into you know just exposure. And what's interesting if you it's sort of like build it, they will come. If you put out these technology boards or platforms or yeah, it's amazing what the innovation is out there. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't have to think through all the innovation. We just are in essence, a platform to help promote the innovation. Yeah. And that's, that's what becomes really uh, intriguing for us and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. What about, so I want to talk now with the teamwork, right? And the collaboration and, and also, you know, how do you foster the culture? And we have pandemic, um, well, three years later, right? Here we are. Uh, <laughs> the world has changed. Um, so, so how do you, within a team, right? If you have experienced uh, team members or you're having like new, uh, new, new, new people coming in, right? Um, how how do you make sure or not making sure, but how how do you get them to to be a team, have that feeling? And as well, you're a global company, so you're sitting all yeah. over. So what what kind of challenges or what what kind of advice can you give here? Well, I don't know that uh, any one company has the has the formula. Maybe some do, but yeah. I will say it's not easy. Candidly, I personally came on during. COVID and onboarding, and I've been in the industry for a while, so I would say I know the industry, but I didn't know the company. Yeah. But there's a lot of individuals that they don't know the company and they really don't know the industry. So how does one do that from her home office? Yeah. And so we have spent a lot of time and once again, applied a lot of different methodologies to make sure that works. Um, Starting off, I think we're a better listener than what we were. And we talk about the voice of the customer and the voice of the engineer, but yeah. what about the voice of the of our staff? And what are we not just going through the motions, but are we sincerely engaged in what we're hearing? And are they comfortable in telling us with great transparency what they need or their interpretation? And I think we've done a pretty good job related to navigating you know it's interesting some people love working from home yeah it's interesting we had a segment that really do not it's not convincing to work from home 
And they wanted to come in, you know, given the choice, they'd come in through Monday through Sunday, I think. They, they never want to be home. <laughs> so what we've had to do is, is navigate through that. And, and we've done a lot of different things. Our, our facility in North America is a prime example where, you know, that the brick and mortar, the office has been around a long time. Totally gutted that and totally had a whole new concept. And, you know, one schedules their space and, you know, it's much more fluent and, and, and just much more, I think, I personally think much more accommodating with what people seek. Yeah. And so, so we're, so you have, you have the brick and mortar, you have the actual facilities, but it's really the, the you know, the engagement of the people. And I think what is important, I, I'm, not to go backwards related to like the washing machine, but are there rally cries or common themes that you can get in our company, 8,000 people yeah. motivated to get around? Yeah. That's not so easy, but I, we are trying to look at certain things that we think are very meaningful. We happen to be a very large, uh, we, we have a strong focus on this topic of ESG. And we're trying to make, educate our own people as to what that topic is. You know, the environment, social, the governance, all aspects of it. We're, we're moving forward with, uh, even at the product level, we're, 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 we're this, they have the theme, better world products. So, you know, years ago it was like Rojas, you know, let it or yeah. unlet it, but you know, what does that mean? And, but to us, we think these are topics that people can get behind, whether they're 30 years into the business or new into the business. And they tell us they want to get behind some of these type of equations. And it's, we're a public company and we worry about dollars and cents and margin and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, naturally we do that, but it's gotta, it's gotta be a little bigger yeah. and, and it has to have a little more meaning. So, so a lot of different topics once again, but just certain, certain aspects of what we're doing definitely have changed over the last couple of years and our approach is different. And we're challenging ourselves every day to make sure that we're at the forefront of, of just thought related yeah. to what might need to change tomorrow in order to be a better steward and a, a better company in general. Yeah. No, no, no. And, and I think at, when pandemic hit, I was, I loved being remote <laughs> um, and I, I still do. But I think it, it it took me some time to actually to, to learn within the team that like, okay, not everybody is like me. <laughs> um, yeah. so, so you have to have an organization that can breathe or scale, right, to, to your team so so you get the best out of the team. I agree with that. And and, and once again, there's pros and cons. You know, I, I was going through my personal discussion last week with uh, with some people and you know what what were some of the shortcomings and well I have a time zone equation because I spent a lot of time on you know a lot of time with Europe and yeah and and teams are set up to be I don't know you're kind of it's like visiting the doctor's office okay yeah a certain amount of time and you know and, and so how personalized does it get you know, what's your yeah. dog's name? What's your, do you have children? What are your hobbies or, you know, what? Yeah. So, 
some of that, in essence, water cooler talk or, or conversation when you really get to know people, that becomes a little more challenging, I think, and yeah. in this type of format. But uh, that being said, it's it, not that it can't be done. And I think all kinds of companies went through that. I mean, you saw all the happy hour sessions that occurred over. <laughs> yeah, game, game or night or game <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Game day or three days. Yeah. So, so I think people were trying to be creative related to, you know, making sure that they weren't losing part of the fiber yeah. you know, of human connection and of the relationship build that's important for organizations. Yeah. So it's, uh, so yeah, once again, we're, uh, we're, we're navigating through the topic and, you know, once again, with, uh, I was with the ECIA organization a couple of weeks ago and, you know, there's debates. You know, yeah. Time in the office debate. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has a little different interpretation. No. Some are, some feel they have facts and figures, which, you know, could argue in a sense or persuade one way or the other related to in the office or out of the office. So it just depends on how you're, uh, how you approach that and what your interpretations are as to what, uh, what steps you're taking. But I don't think anything goes back to, you know, three or four years ago. I, I do think we're, you know, changes yeah. on us and, and we'll stop calling it change soon. It will just be the norm. So. Yeah, it will be how we live. Right. Um, but what about how do you measure success or, you know, you know, if it's effectiveness, right. Or the strategies or the initiatives, how, how do you do that? And, and also now in the new norm, if we use that word. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's another one where, you know, you have, we have the more formal, you could say KPIs or measurements. Once again, dollar, cents, profitability, key performance indicator. But you know what's interesting to us is we're spending as much time on, once again, survey says, here's what we think. Yeah, and and we have we have a formal program, and it gives us a score, and then not just a score, but then you know what what are the shortcomings related to what we're hearing, and then the, the success for us is to go back and revisit that six months from now and say, have we improved? Yeah, are things better? Uh, and and I think that would boil down into then you start to look at facts and figures for instance like retention of staff turnover you know topics like that that are very i think very important to businesses as well and especially in today's environment and so we're 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 looking at success in a lot of different ways i mean you know once again public company you know what the analysts talk about and we know that conversation that's yeah. usually a lot of numerics and, 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 and they want to get a sense for, you know, goodwill and trend and, and forward looking success factors. But really a key part of that component of that is to, of course your makeup of your staffing and a makeup of your, your, the foundation that you're building every day within the organization. And if you have that strong foundation in place, usually the, the business environment, uh, it doesn't take care of itself, but, typically that you're, you're in pretty good shape to, to lean into the, the, the true business type of KPIs that we all measure. Yeah. Um, what if that's like a, a leader already, right, within the electronics industry that wants to, um, to grow? 
or to do, you know, stand out? What, what kind of advice do you want to uh, give to this, this kind of individual? Find a mentor, find a coach, be a mentor, be a coach, uh, engage in areas that you know nothing about. Yeah. And as a result, you become very curious. And, uh, and I think all of those areas will assist. Uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier, but uh, try to learn about another industry. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been in electronics my entire career. And I won't say how many years that is, but that being said, <laughs> now I'm, I'm within an organization where electronics is part of the portfolio, but it's not all of the portfolio. So, you know, I, we're spending, you know, automation and controls and uh, maintenance products, safety products, yeah. a, a lot of different areas that I didn't uh, have a full appreciation for or understanding for. So I just think the more curious you are, um, the better. And uh, it, it, it definitely reinforces that continuous improvement for oneself is always available. <laughs> but you have to apply to it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think, it, I, yeah. I, but that's where the coach or mentor or, you know, it's no different than a lot of things we, we all go through, you know, the New Year's resolution and when, when we're going to. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to run faster and be stronger and, you know, lose that weight. Uh, the question is, are you really set up to be able to do that? I mean, is it so what I mean by that, I don't think it can be totally self-driven. I think it, it, it's good to have a nudge. You know, it's yeah. good to have someone that kind of keeps you on track. But maybe you do that formally. Yeah, I mean, once again, maybe that's a quarterly check in even. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. No. It's it's good. I think with the mentor as well, and and within your organization, keep keep asking why with some of the you know yeah. even if if it's a process or something that's always been there, right? Even if you are the one creating it together with somebody else a few years ago, um, go back and revisit it um, and ask why because everything is changing around us. Um, that that will take you along, and then listen to everybody else as you just said before, is right? Right. We that that will also help us to to be better you know and i i think there's just a lot of content out there the question is what content do you engage you know i mean you could you could take it for instance i mean you could listen to ted talks all day right yeah yeah <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of value in some of those maybe yeah. not all of them but i i see that there's just content that you know if you're curious there's a lot of uh, very large consulting firms. There's a lot of industry organizations that put out content and, and it could be current events, these trends, or it could be, you know, the, the direction of travel for tomorrow. Yeah. And I think whatever topics you're interested in, I, I think there's content out there and available to you. And so it's just making yourself familiar with where to go and, and how to access that. And, and I know once again, for our organization, as well as for an industry, have we've done a, an appropriate job to even drive awareness of our industry and the sector. 
yeah. into the next generation, you know, the next series of reps, the next series of suppliers or distributors. And sometimes we're kind of a well-kept secret. You know, it's, you put it all together. It's a very large industry, yeah. a lot of dollars and cents and uh, thousands of jobs and, and more diverse jobs than ever. Yeah. You know, when, when you think about the marketing and logistics and, you know, just selling organizations, technical aspect of it, it goes on. There's so many different job descriptions now, but we we don't do the best job of uh, positioning that opportunity. And, and so that's, that's a consideration as well, because it's uh, the ongoing learning once again comes from you personally, but it's also, I think the more fresh eyeballs we bring in, we learn from each other. Oh yeah. Ultimately. Yeah, diversity is good. Yeah, so maybe you should skip that Netflix movie sometimes, right? And then actually dive into <laughs> well, some other that. I think, oh. uh, you know, I, I, gotta, I have to take in a few of those as well. You know, it's all about balance. You need balance. So I, <laughs> I just said so, a, one of them. I didn't say every night. <laughs> But, uh, how, do, how do you learn personally? How do you stay then up to date or being, you know, in the forefront? Yeah, I think um, it's... I, I challenge myself related to that because uh, first off, I'm blessed with the global environment. So that alone gives me a lot of different opportunities because what one does in Germany or in the UK or in Hong Kong is a little bit different. So I, I have access to that. I, I, I like staying engaged with industry groups because I, we learn from each other. So I think you have a greater sense of empathy and understanding when, when you're at the round table and you're involved in the discussion. Yeah. I, I like, I, I like business. So, you know, I don't want to bore you, but uh, you know, but when, when early in the morning, I'm, I may be listening to a business broadcast through, you know, CNBC or something just to understand what some of the trends are mm -hmm. and, and, and current events. And then I think there's more formal, you know, the, there's the textbook orientation. There's the seminar one could go to. I was just looking at a B2B uh, event that's coming up and rationalize, should I attend? What's interesting for me, there's a lot of industrial companies attending this particular session. Yeah. So I would come in knowing very little compared to a lot of these industrial organizations. So that to me, that's a great opportunity to, um, be exposed to new content and uh, maybe new ways of doing business. So then there's a lot of things I need to learn in my personal life as well. That's a whole other, I could, uh, we I could all learn need how to. to play a better golf game as well, but that, <laughs> I'm a very slow learner in that uh, battery. Oh, you still need that car to get there. Right. So no, um. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, what about if you, you have to, you know, look at yourself and looking back, what, what kind of advice would you give yourself like 20 years ago? You know, uh, I have the good fortune of having uh, a few children. And so uh, I'm, I'm kind of into this. Should I relive what I did or, you know, should have done. But, you know, I remember when I was in my 20s, someone handed me this sheet of paper and they said, this may not, you know, resonate well with everyone. But they said, when you're in your 20s, change your job as many times as you want. Figure out what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, figure out what you have a passion for. Um, don't worry about risk. I mean, I think 
I think we get on the this treadmill really quick. Yeah. And suddenly it's about that car payment or it's about <laughs> paying for the rent or it could be the student loan. Yeah. I think it's challenging. I think you get sucked into uh, an environment where you're maybe you feel your options aren't as great as what they should be. So I always felt, for instance, I relocated in business. This isn't as common today. I don't want to count up the number of times. I, I believe I've relocated like eight times. Yeah. You know, with a one year, one location, and then a new assignment. And, and so, but I've been in the, what I maybe would have done, and this may be, uh, you know, once again, <laughs> you know, a few years later, I might have left the electronics industry earlier. <laughs> you know, I might have. Yeah. Not that I wouldn't come back, but would that be an opportunity to maybe st stretch a muscle or exercise a muscle that I hadn't been, you know, uh, privy to? Electronics have been fabulous, though, over over my my tenure. Yeah. But uh, maybe I would have challenged myself to do that. But I I always felt. Uh, I didn't feel heavy pressure to I, my first company. I stayed there 10 years. Um, I don't know. Was that too long? You know, it, I'm telling my kids change jobs as many as, as times <laughs> as you want in the 20s. And I stayed at my first job, you know, yeah. 22 to 32. So I, I don't know. It, maybe I didn't. Uh, maybe yeah, I, but I didn't. They've all changed. As my well, own right? message, yeah. yeah. And they've all changed. So now it, it look, it's different and it's different yeah. how you work within this global yeah. world as well. So. But but still, yeah. it's a good advice to look and saying even maybe go out of the industry to come back or get away from the industry you're in to find out do I really love that industry I was in. I think that's that's a healthy check as well. Well, it's called work. We all know. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if we really have, you know, utopia, it, it doesn't seem like work. You know, it becomes a passion. It, becomes, it doesn't have to be, you know, wait a minute, blow this out of proportion. It doesn't have to be a calling. <laughs> but you know it's got to be something you really enjoy doing yeah and and you, you 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 like the culture you like the chemistry that you know compensation has to be aligned all these type of things and when you do that or the day goes by and, and yeah. monday morning is not a bad thing and no. so not everyone achieves that and uh so you know, it, it's just the goal to, if one can get there, that's, that's really to, to me, the, you know, that, that's when it becomes much more enjoyable and uh, you can look back and be proud of what you did and uh, feel good about what you, what you accomplished. Yeah. So um, if any of the, the listener wants to, to reach out to you, how can they connect with you? Well, they can come to Phoenix and see me. So, uh, but uh, that being said, I, my email address is chris.beeson, B-E-E-S-O-N, at rsgroup.com. And I'll just put a footnote on that. Historically, RS may not be known to all your listeners because uh, it's a European-based company. We're, we're based in London. In North America, we were known by Allied Electronics and Automation. 20 some plus years, we, we've had ownership of Allied and we formally just changed the name less than four weeks ago. So 
our, our friends in Fort Worth are all under the RS Group brand as well. But uh, but that's how you get a hold of me. Email is probably a good way. Um, I'm in LinkedIn as well, so uh, that seems to be a common way of uh, of connecting. And uh, but I yeah entertain any uh, any conversation. Glad to uh, discuss any topics that are of interest to your audience. Awesome. And I will add that to, to the show notes and also on the episode page on mindtheinnovation.com. So, so Chris, thank you so much. I think this was an awesome conversation and I really like the, um, where you said the voice of the staff when I think back now, I really like that one. I think that's, you know, listening is, is, is so important and it's, it all ties into communication. And I think with communication, right, we can, we can solve a lot of, lot of things in the world. So thank you. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you again. If you like Mind Innovation, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the show wherever you get your podcast. You can follow Senna Vinding and Mind Innovation on Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And make sure to check out mindinnovation.com. Stay curious and keep learning. See you next time.